Father, we love you tonight. And as your family, we just tell you we appreciate and we honor the blood of Jesus. We are so grateful for what you've done and what you're doing. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you tonight as the teacher of truth, as the teacher of church. That our eyes see and our ears hear and our heart is receptive to your word. And that Jesus, we just lift you up and we exalt you. And that Holy Spirit, you draw us closer to our Heavenly Father. That we gain understanding of who we are in Christ Jesus. Jesus, That we see ourselves from your perspective. That we hear your heart. We open ourselves up to you. And we let you know, Father, that we're doers. We're doers of your word. That when we hear tonight, that we're going to do what we hear. And we thank you in advance for growth. We thank you in advance for victory. We thank you in advance for healings, for blessing, for wisdom, revelation, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of God that makes us of quick understanding. Quick understanding to your not tonight. Father, I come against any and every hindrance in the name of Jesus. Obstacles, you dissipate. I command every foul word that's been spoken against this ministry or this house to go void in Jesus' name. As this is a dwelling place of the presence of God. This is an equipping station for the children of God. Now, Father, warriors rise up tonight in Jesus' name that my mind is clear, my words are clear, my heart is clear, overflowing with your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, would you turn and tell somebody you're glad that they're here? We're glad that you're here. Thank you, Father. And then you may be seated. If I haven't got to meet you yet, my name is Trey. Uh, we do come to church here. Yes, yes, thank you, Pastor. These are our pastors and <laughs> my lovely bride, Hitler. And uh, it's always fun to be here. My mother-in-law, Judy, and Robert, what? Heather. I said my lovely bride, Heather. I know what she did. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, right? <laughs> My lovely bride, Heather. I'm, is this okay for the cameras if I scoot this back? A tad. I think I've been praying in tongues so much, my words, they're just going to come together clearly and accurately. You know, um, it is. It's always fun to be here. It's always fun to be home. Uh, even when we're on the road, uh, we're always listening to, to what pastors teach and what Dr. Savell's teaching. Um, and we're just so thankful. Thankful for your faith. Uh, thankful for the parts that you play in the body. And this, it's more than just coming to church, you know, that we come expecting to hear the voice of God. And, and wherever we go, you're a part of us as well. You know, we, uh, if you haven't got a chance to watch the TV show, it's every Sunday on uh, Cowboy Channel, every Sunday on RFD TV. So you can record it, get a doubleheader, Pastor Justin, myself, Dr. Savell, however you want to do it. Um, but you know, we're in all different types of churches last week. Uh, I was doing a roping clinic down in Goliad, Texas, and then I ministered at a Methodist church down there. Um, and it was just phenomenal. I think we had 15 salvations there at the Methodist church. Uh, 
And then uh, this week, Sunday, I was in Guthrie, Oklahoma, Sunday morning. We had about 30 salvations at the first service. And then I went into Norman, Oklahoma at Quest Church and ministered there. And we had another 13 salvations and healings. And, and then we was in Colorado Monday and then got home last night. And then here we are today. And then I'll head to California to minister this weekend for Resurrection Weekend. Um, and get back Monday, and then I've got a team roping clinic Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and do leadership teaching Friday, and then Heather and I fly to Arkansas Friday evening, and I minister there Saturday and Sunday, and and be be back Sunday night, and then I go back to Colorado on Monday. So there is no grass growing under our feet, <laughs> uh, but it is a privilege. You know, I was just praying about what to minister tonight, and uh, you know. Tonight starts the celebration of Passover, and if I, if I get there, great, um, but I, I just feel like we're supposed to gain some momentum from this week. Um, getting ready for Friday, getting ready for Sunday, getting ready just for the things that are taking place in the body of Christ around the world. And so if you would go with me to John chapter 12, and that's what we're going to talk about is gaining momentum um, from, from what we know as Holy Week, you know, it kicked off Sunday, Palm Sunday, uh, the Passover, we start celebrating that. Uh, of course, we celebrate it every day, just like we celebrate Palm Sunday. We celebrate Resurrection and Good Friday. We celebrate it every day as children of God. But I'm always asking, okay, how can we apply what God is saying? Because it's not enough just for us to hear God's Word. Transformation doesn't come by information alone. Transformation comes by application. So, so what does God want us to know and what does God want us to do? What does God want me to know and what does God want me to do? And in John chapter 12, verses 12 through 18, Then the next day a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. Now, when you think of what, what, what do the palm trees represent? Okay, so we're asking, okay, Lord, how can we apply this today? How can we position ourselves to experience what God is saying you know, when they brought the palm trees out, the palm trees back in that day, they would bring them out after the victory. So when a king would go into a territory and they would come back after they were victorious, they would bring the palm trees out, signifying liberation, signifying victory, signifying joy, signifying that he is royalty, signifying that he is king. So when they brought the branches out 
they begin to wave the palm branches even though they haven't seen the death, burial, and resurrection. Even though they haven't seen the things that we celebrate today, but they begin to sense that there were things happening on the inside. And before they ever saw something, they begin to wave their palm branches. Church, I encourage us to start waving our palm branches before we ever see the manifestation of the healing before we ever see the manifestation of the blessing, begin to wave your palm branch that not only are we celebrating Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, we're celebrating our resurrection. We're celebrating our dominion and authority. We're celebrating our victory. When we celebrate his victory, we're celebrating our victory in Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, wave your palm branch. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55, 57 in the Amplified. It says, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Say me. me. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14, 15. It says, But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph. As trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory. And through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Faith waves the palm branches before we ever see the manifestation of what we're believing for. How can I wave my palm branch? It takes faith to wave the palm branch before we see the manifestation. It takes faith to hold up the word of God and begin to declare this is mine, that he is king of kings and lord of lords in my life. And devil, no matter what I'm facing in the natural, I'm waving my palm branch. And I'm acknowledging that he's royalty and I'm royalty. He is king of kings and lord of lords. And I'm celebrating ahead of time. I'm celebrating the breakthrough. I'm celebrating the deliverance. I'm celebrating the healing. I'm celebrating the provision. I'm waving my palm branch because of who he is to me. In Matthew chapter 21, verses 7 through 9, in the New King James, it says, And they brought the donkey and the colt, and they laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, in the highest. Now I want you to picture of what's taking place here because some of them have their palm branches and they're waving. But then you had the disciples who were next to Jesus that took their garments and laid it upon the colt of the donkey. Now these garments that they had at these times, they were seamless garments. They were their prayer shawls and they had the tassels on the four corners which represented to the people completing all of the commands of God. In other words, when Jesus set up on the garment, they were making an exchange that it had been prophesied, but now it's being fulfilled. 
But then you had the other people on the outside that were going before and behind and they were laying their garments. And when you see garments in the word of God, it represents covenant. It represents identity. It represents an exchange of something. So not only are we waving our palm branches, but we're celebrating a time that that the king of kings is going to come over the top of our old identity. And now we're becoming someone we've never been before in Christ Jesus. So not only do we need to wave our palm branch, but we also need to lay down our garment. Maybe you had the old identity of being broke and God is saying, take up the new identity of being blessed. Maybe you had the old identity of being addicted, but now you have a new identity of being delivered. You had the old identity of being lost, but now you have a new identity of being found. What garment do you need to lay down and let the master walk on top of? So not only are we waving our palm branches, celebrating the victory, but we're beginning to lay down some garments. We're beginning to lay down some weaknesses. We're beginning to lay down some old identities and we're picking up his identity for us. Now look at this in Mark chapter 10. This is very interesting to me because when you back it up, Mark, so the triumphal entry is in all the gospels. Um, And all of them, of course, come at it from a different perspective. But in Mark chapter 11, right before the triumphal entry, you back up to Mark chapter 10 and you see blind Bartimaeus. And this is very interesting to me. Mark chapter 10, verse 47 through 52. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And so Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight And then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Now I want you to picture this. This is a blind man who had been laid beside the road and he had a garment on that signified not only that he was blind, but that he was a beggar. And he heard, now notice this, he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. But then he began to declare, Jesus, son of David. Have mercy upon me. Now the phrase son of David was held for the Messiah. It was held for the last king of the world. And the people that could see in the natural, stay with me here. They could see in the natural. They saw Jesus of Nazareth. But a blind man who could not see in the natural. But could sense in the spiritual. The son of David. Everybody was moved by what they saw. But he was moved by what he saw in his spirit man. And he began to declare son of David. The Christ. The King, the Messiah, he wasn't being moved by what he saw. He was being moved by what he saw and he began to declare. And the more he declared what he saw in here, everybody else wanted him to be quiet. Because they saw God as religious. They saw God as this entity. They saw God as far off. But this man who could not see but could see in here saw something different. And they kept saying, shh. And what did he do? 
See, when you see God for who he truly is, nobody can shut you up. No devil can shut you up. Religion cannot shut you up. They might seem as everything has passed away, but you know him as healer. You know him as deliverer. You know him as freedom. You know him as provider. You know him as almighty God. When you begin to see God from in here, you're you're out of here. You're out of here. And he began to call son of David, son of David. Now, this is the first time that people begin to acknowledge who Jesus was. And it was somebody who could not see out here. What do you sense about God on the inside of you? And did you notice that everybody else wanted him to be quiet, but Jesus stood still and he commanded him, rise. Now, this word, right, I was looking at it in the Greek on the way over here on my phone. You know, they have the concordance and everything on your phone. And this word, rise, means that he commanded him to rise up, even from sickness and death, rise up from being ruined, rise up from being non-existent. When you begin to hear the voice of God, it begins to call you from a place of ruin to a place of life, a place that is non-existent to a place of existence. Rise, church. He's calling you. Rise, church. He's calling you. I command that dream to rise, that gift to rise, that passion to rise, that calling to rise. The master is calling us, church, and it's time for us to take our place in him. Not only are we waving our our, our branches, do this. Not only are we waving our palm branches, not only are we laying down our garment, but we're arising. And when he came to Jesus, Jesus says, what is it that you want me to do? And he says that I might receive my sight. What he saw spiritually set him up for what he could see physically. If he never would have saw it spiritually, he never would have received it physically. What do you see? Whenever you think of God, what do you see when you think of church? What do you see when you think of church? Do you think of it's just we're just going to check the box on the way to lunch? Are we just going to come to make ourselves feel better? Or do we come with an expectation that I'm coming here to hear the voice of God and I'm going to learn a little bit and I'm going to do a little bit and I'm going to learn a little bit and I'm going to do a little bit and I'm going to learn a little bit and I'm going to do a little bit and I'm going to become everything I'm called and created to be and I'm going to go everywhere I'm called and created to go and I'm going to do everything I've been put on this earth to do all for the glory of God. And no devil in hell and no religious person is going to stop us because we're coming at the feet of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're coming into God's greenhouse. We're coming into this environment to be equipped to be winners in life. So not only are we waving our palm branches, not only are we exchanging our garments. Let's listen to what he says. Matthew chapter 21, verse 9. He says, Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now, notice, notice this phrase, blessed. Blessed is the word uh, in the Greek, B-A-R-U-K-H. Hosanna, son of David. Blessed is he who comes 
in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, this word bless means that there's uh, this individual that we are waving our palm branches over. We're, we're acknowledging that he is king. We're, we're declaring that he's the final king of the world. We're declaring that he is the Christ, that he is the son of David. Blessed means that God has chosen this individual and he is endowed with a special power and he has showed up full of the life of God, full of the power of God, full of the hope of God, full of the healing of God, full of the character and nature of God. Hosanna is not some slogan we put on a t-shirt. Hosanna means save right now. It means deliver right now. It means, God, I need you to show up in my family right now. I need you to show up in my body right now. I need answers when? Right now. Hosanna! Hosanna! Son of David! You are king. You are master. You are Lord. Regardless of what anybody else says, this is who he is to me. God is wanting us to gain momentum. Gain momentum. This is who we are in Christ Jesus. And if nobody else is waving their palm branch saying that I've got the victory, you better get out of the way because I'm going to be waving two of them. I've got the victory. Say it. I've got the victory. If nobody else is going to be taking their garments off, you better get out of the way because I'm stripping down. Why? We are exchanging identity. Hosanna. 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 I don't need to know God later. I need you right now. Hosanna. Save now. This is a fulfillment of prophecy in Psalms 118, verse 24, 25, 26. We, we know this because we get real religious and this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, we, we did, you, know, you know what he's saying right there? You keep reading those scriptures. He says, uh, this is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Save now. Save now, I beseech you. Send now, now, now prosperity and give to me success. Right now, you're super on my natural. Right now, watching over the word to perform it. Right now, the power of the blood is working. Right now, angels are working on our behalf. Right now, God sends his word right now to do signs, wonders, and miracles. Right now, to set the captives free. Right now, to bring wholeness to your body. Take it right now. Take it right now. Whatever symptom is in your body, take it right now. The healing power of God is in this place right now to do signs, wonders, and miracles. Hosanna! Save now, right now. Faith is always now. Faith is always now. If I had hair, I think it would be this wound, this like a, just, just tight right now, Vic. That's the way I feel on the inside. I should get a wig or something. <laughs> I, I could pull it off. I really could. <laughs> uh, yeah, pull it off like that, Joseph said. Uh, help me, Lord. John 12, verse 14 through 16. Then Jesus, when he found a young donkey, sat on it. As it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming. Sit on a donkey's colt. And his disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him 
and that they had done these things to him. I want to read it again. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it. As it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion. How many times do we hear that phrase in God's word? Fear not, don't be afraid. I mean, there's over 365 references letting us know that every day you might have the opportunity to be afraid, but don't you take the fear. Fear not, say it, fear not. Behold, your king is coming, behold. Now, I want you to picture this word, behold, is a theatrical word. It's the same word in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, 18, 19, when Jesus has sent the disciples out and, and, and they're excited because they're, you know, the demons are responding in the name of Jesus and they come back and Jesus tells them, he says, now listen, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And then he uses this word, behold. This word, behold, he says, I was there. When Satan tried to exalt himself against Almighty God, I was there. I saw the power when I I saw him fall like lightning from heaven. It was phenomenal. It was amazing. It was powerful. But behold, he was saying, that was great. That was powerful. But what I'm seeing right now does not compare. What, What I saw then does not compare to what I'm seeing now. He says, behold, I give to you power and authority to trample over snakes, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. So when he says, behold, the king is coming, he was saying it was phenomenal when this was being orchestrated from the foundations of the world. But behold, it is nothing compared to what I'm seeing right now. Jesus showing up right now. The healer showing up right now. Behold, your king is coming. He's been God. He's been Yahweh. He's been Jehovah. But he is almighty God and he is coming to you right now. Behold, your king is coming. Behold, behold, it paints a a whole new picture than just, behold. Behold, the king is coming. Let's keep, keep reading. Notice they said the disciples did not understand. You ever had something in your life that you didn't understand? Until... Jesus was crucified till he was resurrected, then they remembered. See, God is faithful. Say it, God is faithful. And there's times that we might not understand why Tom, Dick, and Harry left us, but God is faithful. We might not understand why things are taking so long, but God is faithful. We might not understand why X, Y, and Z, but God is faithful. Say it, God is faithful. The disciples didn't understand why their king was coming on a donkey, but God is faithful. Say it, but God is faithful. God is faithful. faithful. Have that coming out of your mouth. God is faithful. John chapter 12, verse 17 and 18. It says, Therefore the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. Now, when you back up to John 11, so John 12 is the triumphal entry. John 11, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And it says right here, Therefore the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him. For, for this reason, for, for this reason, they bore witness. It's important who you hang out with. 
these people saw Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. And bearing witness means they're declaring the reality of truth. They're bearing witness to the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. See, when you've seen God do something, you can't keep your mouth shut. When you've seen God be your healer, you can't keep quiet. When you've seen God be your deliverer, you cannot keep your mouth shut. When you've seen God protect you, you cannot keep your mouth shut. What story do you need to tell because you've seen some things? Now, if you haven't seen anything, you have nothing to say. But once you've seen something, you have something to say. And there are people attached to you that need to hear what's coming out of your mouth. When you've seen God be God, open your mouth and say it. When you've seen God be healer, open your mouth and say it. When you've seen God be blesser, open your mouth and say it. Don't you let some religious devil shut you up. Open your mouth and say how good God is. They bore witness. They bore witness. They bore witness. They, they, they bore witness. I bear witness that what we're celebrating this week is more than just getting a new suit and a new dress. We're bearing witness that I'm pulling out my palm branches, so you better watch it because here I come. I'm bearing witness that I'm taking off the garments of defeat and putting on the garment of victory. I'm taking off the garment of sickness and I'm putting on the garment of health and healing. I'm taking off the garment of lack and I'm putting on the garment of blessing. You better watch yourself because if you don't want your garment that God has, I'll take yours too. Wave your, wave your palm branch. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Now, now listen to this in, in Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 3. Huh. Matthew 21, verse 1 through 3. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. Now, this is, this is whenever he's talking about this place, Bethpage and Bethany were side by side. Now, Bethany was where Martha, Lazarus, uh, Mary lived, and Jesus had spent a lot of time there. Now, the people that were with Jesus or saw the resurrection of Lazarus were at Bethany. Now, at this place, I want you to picture this. God knows what he's doing. If that's all we get out of tonight, God knows what he's doing. That'll take us a long ways down the road, right? So he had the donkey and the colt tied at the place where all these people understood Jesus in a way that the people over here did not understand Jesus. So when the donkey was tied over here, the colt was tied. See, I'm thankful that God knew where the colt was. I'm thankful for the little things because sometimes when we read this story, we pass over the colt being tied, but I'm thankful that God does the little things. Sometimes we get focused on the big things, but we need to remember the little things, the little things like my eyes are working, the little things that my ears are working, the little things I'm still alive because of God's goodness, the little things that my wife is here, the little things that my truck works, the little things like I have a house to live in. Don't forget the little things. Psalm 78, 41, it says that they limited the Holy One of Israel because they did not remember His power. Who redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. 
Don't, don't lose your awe for the things of God. Don't lose your awe. Remember how you used to go after Him and you didn't care what others thought about you? Don't lose your awe, your hunger for the Word of God. I, I remember now, you know, we're, we get to go all over and speak and, you know, do a lot of different... But I remember when I would have given anything, God, let me help just one person. Yes. Yes. Don't forget the one. Don't forget the one. Don't forget the awe of the time that the Spirit of God showed up when nobody was around, but you were saying, Hosanna, in a different word, God, I need you now. I need, I can relate to the cult that was tied up and nobody knew where I was, but God knew where I was when I was hurting. I'm thankful that he knew where I was and I was tied to his mercy. I was tied to his grace. Even when I was, um, um. I was acting like a donkey. I was sitting back and I was, you know, trying to get away. He wouldn't let me get away from his love. He wouldn't let me get away from his mercy. I was tied to the prayers of my family. I was tied to the word of God. He had a plan for me. See, the Lord had need of me, just like the Lord has need of you. And he says, if somebody tries to hold you up, you just need to let them know the Lord has need of me. And don't you let them hold you back. The Lord has need of your gift. The Lord has need of your calling. The Lord has need of your business. The Lord has need of your family. The Lord has need of your money. The Lord has need of that dream. The Lord has need of you. Devil, you get your hands off. The Lord has need of me. Worry, get out of here. The Lord has need of me. Jezebel, you bow your knee. The Lord has need of me. Say it, the Lord has need of me. The Lord has need of me. And when we get a revelation of that, nobody will stop us from being who God's called and created us to be. What is it that maybe you forgot that's on the inside of you that God has need of? He has need of us. He has need of us. He has need of us. And you have the name that's above every name. You have the blood that's more powerful than anything. The Lord has need of you. Don't forget the Lord has need of me. So, So you see Jesus sending the disciples that we don't even know their name. Sends them to this place where the cult was tied. The little things. Say, thank you, Lord, for the little things. And he says, when you get the colt and they ask you, what are you doing? You tell them, the Lord has need of them and I will send them quickly. Now, I also think it's very interesting that whenever the donkey came and Jesus sat upon the donkey, what began to happen? Now, John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, 14, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelled among us. And when the Word set upon the donkey that God had need of, what began to happen? The donkey began to move. See, any time you let the Word set on you, and you don't lose your awe, and you don't lose your reverence, you let the Word set on your mind, you let the Word set on your gift, you let the Word set on your dream, 
you're going to begin to move. You're going to begin to move toward your purpose, move toward your destiny. You're going to move toward your dream. Anytime you let the word set on you, it is impossible for you to sit still. When the word sets on you, when the Lord sets on you, when the king sets on you, not only are you going to be waving your palm branch, you're going to be taking your garment off and you're going to be declaring, Hosanna, save now. And the Lord, the word sets on you and you're going to begin to move. You're going to begin to move. Say it, I'm going to begin to move. I'm going to begin to move. It is impossible for the word to sit on you and you to sit still. Say, I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving. Vic, you just need to go with me wherever. I like preaching you, boy. The Lord has need of me. Say it, the Lord has need of me. So, so how do we gain momentum? How, how do we leave here tonight? And, and we just don't think, man, he gets excited. <laughs> but no, we leave here when we're home alone by ourselves, and we're waving our palm branch. When it comes to our kids, we're waving our palm branch. When it comes to our finances, what are we doing, church? Waving our palm branch. And that old identity tries to creep up and that uh, failure mentality tries to creep in. Uh Uh-uh, you're laying your garment down and you're letting the master, the king, the Lord walk over the top of that old identity and that word is setting on you and you begin to move and you used to think like a a defeated person but now you think like a winner. You used to think sick but now you think healed. You used to think broke, now you think abundant. Why? Because you're throwing off your, your old garment and you're taking his garment. And you're declaring, Hosanna, that, okay, we're not just going to be churchy. We're just not going to be religious. And somewhere in the sweet by and by, no, bless God, I need God now. Save now. Save now. Save now. Save now, now, church. Now, right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. If you've never let the word set on you. Let him sit. Let him sit. You know, Sunday we started celebrating him sitting on a donkey. But this next Sunday, we're going to be celebrating him sitting at the right hand of the Father. Because <laughs> wherever he sits, things are done. When he sits on the throne of our heart, the throne of our mind, the throne of our life, things are done. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand to our feet, church. I could keep going, but I feel like we're supposed to be done right there. Thank you, Father. Father, we just worship you and honor you right now. Father, we, just, we, we begin to wave our palm branches. That this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. That, Father, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We wave our palm branches. Any symptom, any sickness that is in your body right now, it has to leave now. I drive it out right now. I send the word of God into your body and with every breath that you breathe, the healing power of God ministers every organ and cell and tissue of your body right now. Whatever dream has died, whatever, whatever passion has been dormant, you rise up in the name of Jesus. See yourself just like blind Bartimaeus throwing off that garment and you've acknowledged there's more to God. There's 
there's more to God. Save now. You are king now. You are Christ now. You are Lord now. Hosanna! Save now. Save now, Lord. Right now we give you praise and worship and honor. Now, there's some of you that you feel, and you have been, you, you've, you've been tied. You, you've tried to set back <laughs> like a donkey that has a halter on. <clears throat> And the whole time, the Lord has known where you're at. And right now, the Spirit of God, those of you who are watching, the Spirit of God is touching the heart of His bride. And He's saying, I have need of you. Remember the phrase, fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming. You know, when a, when a king came at this time, they would come on a war horse. And they measure horses in hands. You know, if you've ever been around horses, they measure it in hands. And so the generals, they would have a horse that was taller than everybody else's. But then a king would have a horse that was a lot taller than everybody else's. But then here comes our king. Not just on mama donkey. That's smaller than all the other horses, but he's on baby donkey. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming. And the disciples said, I don't understand. See, they'd been trying to get Jesus to declare who he was, and he wouldn't ever do it. And so they're thinking, okay, finally, he's going to tell them who he is. And then he shows up on a donkey. Now they're thinking, okay, he did not meet with the marketing department before. Because that's not how a king shows up. There might be things that it's not the way you thought it was going to happen. But your king has come. And when he sets on any area of our life, things begin to move now, right now. Tonight, things begin to move Father, I declare that you have need of their money, you have need of their body, you have need of their family, you have need of their friends, you have need of their dream, and things begin to move. And Father, we loose it, we untie it right now, realizing that you are king, you are the final king, you are Messiah. We, we don't look at you just as Jesus of Nazareth, we look at you as the son of David. And it might not make sense to everybody else, but we're not moved like blind Bartimaeus by what we see. We're moved by what we sense. And we know that you're almighty. We know that you're all powerful. We know that you're always the healer and deliverer and provider and protector and blesser. And I just bless you and I honor you. And Father, I ask you to watch over this word with signs following. 
I ask that relationships begin to move because the Word setting upon them. Dreams and ideas begin to move because the Word setting upon us. Holy Spirit, remind us, regardless of what it looks like, we're going to wave our branches. And we're going to lay down the wrong garments and we're going to pick up the garment of praise and the garment of victory and the, our authority and dominion in Christ Jesus. We give you glory and honor and praise. Holy Spirit, help us gain momentum in the spirit realm. Gain momentum that when we hit Good Friday, we hit Resurrection Sunday, things begin to happen. Things begin to change. All for your glory. Jesus, you be glorified in our life. You be glorified in this church. You be glorified in everything that we're a part of. And we bless you and praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Pastor, did you get something out of it?